Welcome into a new episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the set manager at Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at DMelt57. We're a little shorthanded this evening. Uh, we got Betsy away on assignment. She's going to be reporting back from the Blackhawks-Kings games if she decides to come back from the West Coast, that is. And we're actually recording right now during a Blackhawks game. They're playing the Coyotes as we speak. And I just bring that up because Boris Kachuk just had a breakaway and I'm not it didn't look like he had a shot on goal. I think he missed the net. Uh, so that that's the way things are for the Blackhawks right now. But I still got two of my other line mates with me this evening. So let's bring them both in to get the conversation rolling up first. The analytics darling of Second City Hockey you can find on Twitter at Shepherd Price. It's Shepherd Price. Hey, uh, I am sorry to all of the Bulls fans, but let's go Bucks. Wait, baby. when did this? I've been a Bucks fan for like. The last two years, I like. Oh, I the last two Russell. years! Oh yeah, my god! I realize, I realize you're Russell also a Duke it. fan, I realize, and a Yankees I realize, fan. I loved no, I loved, I loved Westbrook, but I realized he's lost it. He's, he's oh, oh, he's you don't out of you don't. Say. He was the most dominant fucking athlete in the history of the NBA. He's one. He's the he's the uh, most athletic NBA player ever, but he's he's aged out of it. Uh, yeah. So I switched to Giannis because uh, Giannis is the, fuck, oh. is the fucking man. Oh, you know, I, I, I try not to shame people for hopping on bandwagons, but I've, I've got to tell you, Shay, I'm a little. I am the Detroit Lions fan. I get yeah. to hop on bandwagons. Uh, Touche. All right. I'll give you that one. Um, that is. <laughs> I guess that makes up for everything else that is you, you get your you get your dose of harsh. I have I have fall. bad karma, and also the Golden Knights are bad this year. So just give me something. Yeah, yeah. You guys broke Jack Eichel. How's that going? <laughs> we can talk about this because, like, if we that's why no, we don't have to. I, just, I don't really want to talk about like, it. I just want to point. Jack that. Eichel is bad in Vegas. He's been bad. I maybe it's a Pete DeBoer problem. I blame a lot of the stuff that's happening this year on Pete DeBoer as well as injuries. But like, Pete, like Jack Eichel's been bad. Yeah, did not uh, did not see that coming. Uh, I mean, maybe it's you know rush or like not quite back from the injury or I don't know. There, there's a lot of things that it could be, but it's it's uh, it, it's not expected. That's for sure. Uh, before we get too far off the rails, I mean, it'll happen eventually. But <laughs> let's let's bring in the other member of the pod this evening, and he's on Twitter at Mill182, and he is the Second City Hockey. What Stefan Babcock is the pup. It's Mill Savage. So for anybody who doesn't know too much about me, Chicagoans and uh, region area people will know this. Uh, there's a store or there was a store at Navy Pier that was a Chicago sports store, you know, Cubs, Sox, Bulls, Bears, everything, Blackhawks. And in the off season of 95, my parents took me to buy a Michael Jordan jersey and I cried until they bought me a Dennis Rodman jersey. a boy. And uh, I had a Bulls bedroom growing up. And I still have a – actually, I have a Bulls pillowcase on right now as a 29-year-old man. So, <laughs> go Bulls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you hear any random outbursts during the recording of this podcast, it's uh, most likely the result of something that happened during the Bulls game because uh, as we're speaking, I'm firing at the, the – I moved things around in the old living room and have wheeled it – well, not wheeled in, but uh, acquired a second screen – to maybe have the Bulls bus game on in the background because I need playoff sports in April. And if I'm going to get them, I ain't going to get them from the Blackhawks. Oh, but Hey, they scored a goal. So, so they there's your, a goal real time. Two of them in this f- first period. I'm a little behind. Hold on. I'm sorry, Kubalik, the, oh yeah. I'm the so, lone, the I'm lone a, member of team Kubalik still here. Well, you know, I, I, I just want to throw this out there. I'm not like one of those weird people who's like wants a Bulls wedding or anything like that. I just I fuck not? with the Bulls. <laughs> uh, that might prevent me from finding a wife. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Maybe <laughs> you never know, honestly. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, th- th- no, so much- you know what? I've spent a lot of time in my work life 
when I'm a huge sports fan, I've spent so much time working in sports that <clears throat> there's a time for a break, but the playoffs <laughs> is not it. No. Well, I, I just, I like, like April, especially with the fact that for some fucking reason it's April and it was like snowing a couple days ago and I'm getting really shitty about it. Just oh, like, just so give stupid. me, give me my fucking spring already. Would you please? Uh, so the fact that I still have to sit inside and watch, like I'm, if I'm going to be inside, I'm going to be watching sports. So give um, me, give me something good to watch. And, uh, black house coyotes is something I'm going to watch, but I wouldn't necessarily call it something good. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you, uh, both of you guys will, uh, you'll, you'll both appreciate this. So I wear, I have a coyotes. I have a few of their like nineties logo hats, you know, like what they're wearing now. And I wore it on Saturday to New Japan, and there was a fucking dude there wearing a Jalmerson Coyotes jersey, like the '90s, like with the one they're wearing tonight, the black one. Oh, the the Kachina jerseys. Yeah, I do have that, but I, it's a, like a '90s style one. And this this dude straight up had a Adidas Jalmerson. I was like, respect. Like we yeah. love Nick Jalmerson, but like, damn, you spent some money on that. Well, I and he was a real one. I mean, he was in Arizona for what four or five seasons like it was not a short stint out there so he had he had plenty of time to become a a fan uh, favorite for all three true, arizona coyotes fans that are out there the fact that i was in chicago though i it seems more likely that this was some jalmerson fan than a coyotes fan yeah, probably a, a snowbird that moved down there from the area and, and started watching them it's like oh hey this guy I, used to I, be on the blackhawks i might sound weird like obviously you know Hawks fan, but I collect mm. hockey stuff, so I have some hats of some unoffensive teams. Yeah, but so which the Coyotes file under unoffensive, I would say. <laughs> well, you know, you say that, but I, I I found them pretty offensive about eleven years ago. Okay, 20, 2011 was a different story. Yeah, yeah, fucking Rafi Torres. Still, also, this is nineties merch. Just it's it's like way cooler, but yeah. That yeah. team was a – they were a bunch of pricks on that team. Yes. Yes, they were. When you're Captain Shane Doan, what do you expect? That was when they were in the playoffs all the time and, like, they'd, they'd lose to the Red Wings. Yeah. That, well, that's when they were actually, like, a halfway decent team, not not a team that's going to go play in a 5000 seat stadium. Shane's probably, like, waiting for me to shut the fuck up about three, like, like old old people – uh, playoff series. Well, well like, hey, yo, like, let's, let's, let's turn it over to Shay and talk about the present Blackhawks. Shall we? Yeah. Uh, what I have to say is negative. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Shay. What, what the, you got? The, the, the Blackhawks were one and two against the, against the Arizona coyotes this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's look, horrible. They're, they're on <laughs> yeah, the way to 500. If they, again, again, yeah, good. Yeah. If they win this game, they're 500 against the Arizona coyotes who are for all intents and purposes, Trying to be bad, fucking and, bad, and, yeah, and, and not not trying are bad. They are very bad. Like not yes, only they actively tried to be like, bad. The Blackhawks are just bad. The and just like going down the roster, like, I think the last time the Hawks lost to the Coyotes, it was like <laughs> it caused me physical. Just there's there's just they have two or three play, young players who could be exciting. Like Nick Schmaltz, I think could be pretty good. Although like we keep talking about him being a young guy, like he's not like he's been in the league for a while now. Yeah, uh, but you know they got Clayton Keller, they got Clayton Keller, Chikrin. Chikrin. Uh I feel like there's Fisher. another guy. Yeah, they've got they've got some young talent. I don't know if it's enough to fuel the whole team and if their rebuild's going to be. Good well, also, that, but all that cap they ate from trading guys, like once it's gone, they're going to have a ton of cap space yeah. to play. But with. there's just like go look, just go look at that. Ro- Do me a favor, you said go look at that roster of or who's playing tonight. And like, if you can name more than, if you're familiar with more than four names on that roster, you're a better hockey fan than me. I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. Like Schmoltz, Kessel. If you know two, if you know more than, (laughs) yeah, if you know more than two defensemen on the Coyotes, on the in the Coyotes lineup tonight, good for you. And the Hawks just lost two of three to them. I'm just thinking like. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves have played 18 Stanley Cup final games, and you know how many playoff games. How do you get juiced for this fucking game? <laughs> I don't like yeah. seriously. I like I. I assume you you go through the motions in pregame and and like you get your body warmed up so you don't get hurt because Taves is you know in his mid thirties now so he probably needs and he's had warm-up. back problems but, for twelve years. <laughs> but I, I have to imagine that the uh, just the the adrenaline rush is just I don't know how it's it's not there. there. There's no way it's it can be there. It just 
I, I don't know how, again, but that's why they're professional athletes, I guess, because they are able to at least get somewhere near semblance of pumped up for a meaningless 77th game of the season in Arizona against a team that's for all the intents and purposes worse than they are, but maybe not by as much as we would like them to be worse. Well, they're both at the fucking, you know, they're both at the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, when healthy, I'd take the Arizona Coyotes roster over the Seattle Kraken's roster currently assembled. <laughs> when both, if both <laughs> rosters are fully healthy, I'd, I'd rather have the Arizona Coyotes roster. Well, well yeah, they got Phil Kessler. Would you like to be puked on or shit on? I guess is, <laughs> that's that's what I've got with these two. Like neither this one is like watching the in betweeners. <laughs> would you would you rather Deep prove that the, that expansion drafts weren't uh, biased or prove that uh, you should be playing in front of five K? Oh, people speaking of that, I it. heard Nashville's going to get a baseball team. Apparently, like there's a bid for that at the MLB level. Yeah, and that'll be fucking annoying. No matter where they, what league they're in. How many expansion teams are they doing? Because they're going to need to do like. A I'm lot, assuming, right? I'm assuming two, but like that was the first notification I got. Uh, apparently, that a uh, bid Oakland in A's, Nashville. Oakland A's legend Dave Stewart is fronting the bid. So there's that. So uh, another, another, I hope they end up in the same division as the White Sox. So I have another reason to hate a Nashville team because uh, I've really annoyed by. The, the Predators, like, I feel like since their entire existence, they just annoyed the hell out of me. And I, I miss the days when the Hawks and Predators rivalry was good. And I hope the Hawks get good again at some point so I can go back to having a proper reason to hate the National Predators because uh, right now it's just like uh, – it, it's it's kind of pointless to have any sort of negative feelings yeah. about any team. There's well, no good the rivalry don't really play right the Titans now. often. Yeah, they're yeah, and then what other? They sports? are annoying if you're an AFC fan, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um. What there? Then the like. I don't think there even is a basketball team in Tennessee. Oh, Memphis. No. Excuse me. Oh well, yeah, but they're not Nashville, which it's yeah, definitely different. I don't. Yeah. So. Although John Morant's sick. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about hockey, though. I think at some point. Uh. So hey, the first Maybe. period ended. The Hawks were up two to nothing, which uh. You know, it's nice. I guess it's better than being down two to nothing to the Coyotes. They were uh, they were showing some stuff about Charlie Romiliotis, our guy. So shout out. <laughs> um, I I I. Colby Cohen's got some white and red Nikes on with a suit. This I'm, is, I'm mad on this that. is riveting content, folks. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there is there is there any do any of you have any burning thoughts from the last week of Blackhawks hockey? I mean, there's not been. It's just kind of, you know, writing I, out the rest of the season. Yeah. They have six I, games left. Like, they're not improving. Connor Murphy's probably out the rest of the season because it doesn't seem like he's, like, there's been any news about him. Yeah. Like, um, they said he's, I believe he was back skating, but, uh, yeah, it's at this point, it's like, it's, why bother? He's got, like, yeah, he's got, like, nine days to ramp up for maybe one game. I'll and, say this Colby Cohen played, like, three games. Kaylee Chelios played zero NHL games, although her father played very many. And she is like a billion times better than Colby Cohen. They do not need three <laughs> people right now. She's actually really good. I enjoy her. Yeah. I, I would. Uh, I, I would for like the uh, in-between periods. The and game, stuff, she, she has good, uh, good stuff to offer. I forget who they brought in, what, what broadcaster they brought in. It was the guy that was with the stars forever. But And he did the – uh, the play-by-play and Kaylee Chelios was the analyst. Analyst, excuse me. And it was good. It was it was a, a very good broadcast. Ralph String. Stu Grimson is who they need to hire full time for at least for uh, in between periods. Yeah. Uh, but Shay, so you sound like you had some thoughts on the Blackhawks' recent game. So let's. Uh... Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> Go no, ahead. It's all good. The 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 Blackhawks are like, yeah, they're just right. They need to ride it out. They need to. Just play the kids again, as always, as we've continued to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fact that both Kirby Doc and Philip Kershev were healthy scratched for one game is not a good sign from Derek King at this point in time. Ooh. No, like just just let the kids make mistakes, get the kids in the game. Like where the hell is Ian Mitchell? Like, come on. Well, I know Rockford's probably in a better position and are probably probably heading towards the playoffs. Yeah, I, I feel. Be. I feel like with Lucas, uh, excuse me, Lucas Reichel going back down after the last game, I like, 
I don't think any of those guys are coming up. Like I, I think the guys that are in Rockford now are staying there. Like Rockford has been kind of locked in to the number four seed in that, like they're going to make the, I believe they've officially clinched or not or close to it. Like they're going to be in the playoffs. So I, but the time to bring some of those guys up was like right after the trade deadline, but there's still so many defensemen on this team anyway. Like, uh, yeah, but all, none of them are like actually going to be part of this team. Like yeah. some of the ones in Rockford have a chance to be like when the rebuild is over. Like, but then, do you really expect like Caleb Jones to be no. here? Because if so, I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> well, no, I a mean, bunch of them stink for sure. Yeah. I mean, Riley I, Stillman stinks. Caleb Jones stinks. Sorry. Jake McCabe had a terrible year. Oh, he's McCabe starting to get around sal- though. He, it. He, he had a first period goal. Yeah. I, Jake McCabe, there's at least something on paper from prior I mean, hopefully, seasons yeah. that, that leads you to believe maybe they could figure it out. Yeah. I maybe it's so. just like a, a coaching thing and it's maybe, like, or, oh, or maybe he, a recovering from injury season. Like I, I hope to well, God yeah. this was an anomaly because he's under contract all, for three. All things years. considered like guys like Jake McCabe and Seth Jones and whoever else, Caleb, you know, they came into this team and it was like Colleton system, which was horrible. And then Derek King, who it's not good, but it's just like the basics, which fundamentals are fine. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how do you adapt to like coming into this shit show? Like, seriously, like, I know it's a a harsh thing to say, but it's not a good situation to come into. What this year it wasn't, I mean. Well, Jake, Jake McCabe came from Buffalo, so. Yeah, but things are that much better there. No, but it was, uh, Jeremy Colleton was the worst coach in the league. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I I don't have an argument against it. No, but I'm just saying, like, that stinks for a, a, a professional to come into that. Yeah. Like, no, it, oh. Well, and then and then with everything that unfolded the first month of the season away from the ice, which probably had it. We'll call, yeah, it's just wasn't good. Yeah. I just I I've I I like after the trade deadline, it was kind of like, just get this fucking season over with. Get it like get to the season. Get to the end of the season. Everyone healthy. And and then like let's see whatever the hell is going to happen in the off season, and yeah. then we'll go from there. Like I Pat, I don't counterpoint. Pat Boyle is swagged out tonight. <laughs> uh i sure. okay, i don't know if you have the local broadcast or not but i i have i have it on yeah okay yeah pat boyle's got uh he's got he's got a probably a pretty expensive uh suit on right now well uh there's they, that i don't think they put cheap suits on tv well we got the intermission oh no, right trust now. me i've seen plenty of them <laughs> um feels like shay agreed with me there yeah well, uh, I was trying to think of the, like the only other thing I could really think about last week, like the goal, the goal that Johnny Goudreau scored on was that Saturday oh, night or that Sunday? Was the, one, the one where he skated right down the slot with nobody in within fucking twenty feet of him. And then, I said on Twitter that looks like Steph Curry. It was a miss. It was a bad switch between Sam Lafferty and Taylor Radish, and it's just it was. I, I just watched. It's like this is the most basic shit. And and the Hawks fucked this up, and I feel like like that mess up is indicative of all of the defensive problems that they've had for the last five years or so. And there's how many just, times, Dave? How many times do you think that Patrick Kane's done that to people who fans of their team have said the same shit? Well, yeah, I th- there's like there's that line between um, like a good player making a play and a and uh, a team fu- uh, make allowing the player to do that, like. I actually, I, I played the, the article I wrote, the, the John, the goal that Johnny Goudreau scored against the Hawks was basically the right-handed version of the goal that Kane scored against the Kings in game six in 2014, where he started on the, on the right boards, looped around to the high slot and fired a shot. And oh, the, with the, the Sean like, sideline. Yeah. And the King, yes. And the Kings like barely blew so. the coverage. Like there was <laughs> maybe five feet of space and Kane was able to score on it. Johnny yeah, Goudreau I remember had, that. Johnny Goudreau had like had a wide open lane to get to the net and was like 15, 20 feet away from the net. And it's just like if you see how how big the gap is between, I guess, the team that won the cup in 2014 and the Hawks now. Yeah, that's but the funny thing. You bring up that goal. My uncle, who is the uh, member of our family, had season tickets. We went a lot. We had a group chat with him, me and my brother. And when he scored that goal, he texted my brother and I. Kane is such a motherfucker. 
that, that was the, I'll never forget that because my jaw was on the fucking ground when he yeah. scored that goal. But I, for what it's worth, that was a playoff game against the eventual Stanley Cup champions. Johnny Goudreau just like took advantage of a shit team. Yeah, uh, I. It's just the. Uh, oh, I feel like I've been watching this team for five, watching similar defensive lapses for five years. And actually, that was the one thing we said when uh, when Derek King took over is that it felt like there hadn't been players waltzing down the slot with nary a Blackhawks defender inside for a while. Like they they'd done much better job with zone uh, in zone coverage. And then to see that, it was just like, nah, fuck, here we go again. Mm. Well, all things considered, I feel like while I don't love Derek King, I feel like there got to be a certain point where they knew they were out of it. And there's a lot of not interested signs being hung up. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not a good I, excuse. It's just like, obviously our, uh, our, our collective feelings of Derek King are well-known. Shay, sure. I'm sure waiting to chime in. <laughs> um, but it's just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't I'm, I feel like I'm running out of things to say about this team until the season ends and we start to figure out what direction they're going to go in next. Is there anybody uh, Shay, I'll swing this around to you. Is there is there anything, any players or any things that have caught your eye or things that might have changed your mind or changed the way you thought about how things are going to unfold when we get to the offseason or like a, a player whose opinion you you might have evolved on from the last month or so? I mean, I, 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 I will again admit that I was wrong about Taylor Radish and I would not mind him being part of this team when the rebuild is over. Uh, Cause he'll be like 28, 29. Uh, yeah. Like he'll still be okay then. I hope you so. Know, like, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, although I also like, it's a five year rebuild. We got, we, we yes. got problems. <laughs> I also just, I swear to God, if they trade Alex to bring cat, <laughs> well that's you can't you can't well yeah he's the golden goose but yeah well that's i th- i think that's the uh you know the the, the line i've uh, i've always maintained that you can't call the rebuild of Taze and caner here and you probably need to throw debrinket in there as well uh, although like you can you could see a, a, a idea where they tear the whole thing down and build it back up and keep debrinket here because in four to five years like to yeah. will still be the brink will we'll be yeah like will be a contributor but it's just you can rebuild around things and i feel like the brink is a piece you can rebuild around yeah and as soon as you trade away a guy like alex to you'll be looking for another guy like alex to like alex to and it'll be hard to find him especially if you did like especially in the second round again yeah well he's yeah he's not something you get all the time he's special and and yeah. I, and and i feel like like i hope I guess my concern with like Alex to bring it is that if any, uh, like you can't point to Alex to bring it. I don't think, and use him as evidence that the Blackhawks know how to develop talent. Like, no, I, I because he, from the, like the, they sent him to a prospect camp and he tore shit up and he was so obviously ready for the NHL at 18 or 19, however old he was when he made the jump initially. So, yeah, so giving Hawks credit for him is like saying Simpsons hit and run taught me how to drive. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, like I, I, there's no outside of that. Like you know, again, our our another topic we probably beaten to death, but oh, there, there ain't been too much else development this season. Like, like Dylan Strome got better, and I feel like that's you know just hey, hey, this guy's really good at offense. So are these two guys. Let's put them on a line and see what happens. And there's your a line that's from. Been together before too. Yeah, line that was like together, together in previous seasons. Uh, but outside of that, like, and and I think part uh, it is at least somewhat a a product of like all these young defensemen that they have. Like, they come up for like a handful of games here and there, and I think the the, the crux of them are in oh. Rockford still. Like Mitchell's down there, Bodan's down there, Regula's been there the most part. Kalinuk, guy, yeah, I forgot about Wyatt Kalinuk, um, which is weird because like I felt like last season there was some buzz around I, him and. Yeah. And it disappeared. Uh, Alex Lassick's up here now. And uh, I, I wonder if he's going to go back down to Rockford at some point soon, or just because he has a, a, a last name of another NHL player, do they think he's already NHL ready? I don't know. Uh, but there's uh-huh. just, 
I like I, I don't have reasons for all I have is for reasons for pessimism. Like I don't have I feel like I don't have any reasons for optimism at the moment uh, until we see what happens this summer. Yeah. I I think I think like while it's uh, realistic to not get too optimistic over the new regime, so to speak, I think it's nice knowing that the same people aren't in play as far as the, um, you know, like player management level. Yeah, it just I, it's, it's a refreshing. Yeah, I mean, like there, there's been like the the moves that they've made so far seem to have worked out well. Like the flurry trade was a good one. The Brandon Hagel trade seems like a good one. You know, they turned. Alex Nylander into Sam Lafferty and Sam Lafferty seems like he's at least like a decent NHL fourth liner. So like there's, there hasn't been any mistakes so far, but I feel like, like a lot of those, um, those are the lower grade difficulty moves that, you know, now you're getting into the big stuff. Like, you know, what do you do with Kane? What do you do with Taves? Do you keep to bring it around? What do you do with Dylan Strom? What do you do with Dominic Kubalik? Uh, what do you do with Henrik Borstrom? Like there's a lot more players, that have uh, much bigger question marks that are not going to be as easily solved. Uh, and that's where a lot of the intrigue comes up for me. Like, I, I feel like the, the self-scouting thing with the Hawks has been their biggest area of deficiency in figuring out which guys on their team, you know, are NHL level players and which ones are not. Um, and, and I feel like there's a lot of players they've given up on or moved, uh, moved sooner than they should have. I mean, you know, every time I watch the Florida Panthers and I see Lucas Carlson and Gustav Forsling skating ample minutes for that team, it's just like, you know, that's those are two players the Hawks could use so well right now, but they're not here. And it's not like those guys were moved for cap purposes or had their the Blackhawks had their hand forced in any way. Um, they just I, it just seemed like the Hawks decided those guys weren't going anywhere, so they threw them in trades and off they went. So that that's the part that I'm still. I'm still uh, up in the air about, cause even if you tank like hell and you land Connor Bedard in 2023, cool. But there's another guy named Connor who's tearing shit up in the NHL and ain't want a goddamn thing because he doesn't have enough help around him. Because he, he and his, another top five player in the league. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got- make as much as Jonathan Davis and Patrick Kane. Yeah. Which is well, that's part of, I mean, part of the reason. The Blackhawks are winning shit. Well, yeah, but they also, I mean, like McDavid, it's it. They were not winning shit even before he got those massive raises. So this, like the the Blackhawks team that isn't all that dissimilar from the one you're watching right now, beat that team in a seven game series. So or five was that? Well, not a fiver. But either way, the Hawks beat the Oilers. Like, come on, man. That that should be the biggest uh, indictment of the Oilers current era as you could possibly muster or whatever there, the there were some pretty season. important there were some pretty important differences especially in net is the thing though yeah i just i i remain un like you you think edmonton is going to do anything this postseason like because because you yeah, i i like this is i no because their goaltending hasn't changed that's yeah. that's that's another that's problem right. is that well that's, Edmonton's and that, that's kind of the point like you you don't need like obviously you need your stars. Don't don't get like every team that's won a cup for the last ever usually has one incredible star player at least if not several. But you need your you need your second third liners and your second pairing guys like it's it's hockey so much more of a team sport sometimes than I think people fully understand like you know the the guys Duncan Keith played crazy amount of hockey every night and he still didn't play half a game ever. So, uh, he played 30 before. Okay. All right. But he still 30 is half. It's not like 30, it's 75%. Yeah. And, and 30 was an anomaly. I, he was, probably I think the, the main, I think the main thing is one player can be special, but they can't take over and win a 60 minute game in hockey. Yeah. Or, or a serious hell, not a seven game series. No, 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 no. It's, yeah. it's different. I mean, it's, it's weird. I think people are used to like basketball where you could have a guy like just completely take over, but yeah. hockey's different. You got, you have to be front loaded, you know, coach helps and it's uh it's tough. The Hawks have kind of, their roster is not like absolutely terrible. Like I feel like they're playing worse than it is, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of a mindset where it's like, Hey, we're in the shit, you know, we're in the shit can right now. Like we're not, 
Like, look how they started their season, and then they lost eight in a row recently. Yeah, they they have won one game out of their last ten. But hey, at least they the only at least they got their shit together to win Pat Foley's last game. True. Thank <laughs> God, because he there, deserves. There's, there's your dose of optimism. The, the, the if anybody deserved it, it was him. Yeah. All right. Well, this has all been fun and uplifting. So uh, I don't know. We're, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to uh, gather our thoughts. Maybe we'll have find some fun stuff to talk about. Maybe we won't. I don't know. It's it's the Blackhawks. So, uh, but he, that's that's really a good uh, good advertisement. Get people to come on back. But uh, yeah, come on back anyway. Because well, what else are you going to do, right? Welcome back to Musings of Madison. And as I sold it so well before the break, so thanks to everyone that came to the other side of this uh, this commercial breaker because I like. I, I as I was lamenting to uh, Shay and Mill in our little intermission, they're like, "This is just like I, I think because of how much fun the Hawks were in the prior decade, like the last like this sucks, man. Like this season, at least like with last season, there was like you had the understanding that you know they, they were playing all these young kids and a few of them were shining and you had like a little bit of reason for hope. This season's just." This has been the one of the least enjoyable seasons I can remember for the Blackhawks. Like, I, I think I was too young to fully comprehend how bad they were in the late '90s and early 2000s. Uh, this season, just like I, I think there was, I had a little bit of hope that at a minimum they would compete for a playoff spot. And I know I, I picked him as a wild card spot at the start of the year. Congratulations, Shay, you didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, but but she, but they picked Vegas, so yeah. <laughs> There's there still go. a 19 percent chance I'm right about that. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, Shay, like if they miss, I think we're even on this shit. Yeah, but, yeah. but I, I, I guess, picked them too. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like yeah. I picked them too. I have to look. I, I, the, the Black Horse was the only one I remember. Uh, but I, I will say, and I, I, if I didn't say this before, I should have, but all sports predictions are stupid and pointless because the seasons are too random. Weird shit happens and they're pointless. So if you put any stock in any predictions we make or that anybody makes don't, but uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. I was just talking about how just miserable and not enjoyable the season is. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't have any other better words than that. Like of, of the last five seasons, and I, maybe there's a hint of recency bias in here, but like, like if you go down the list of the, of the seasons Hawks have had, like, you know, they had a few of the fir- the first few Carlton years, they at least kind of flirted with the playoffs uh, a couple <laughs> times, and that's about as close as they got. Uh, and, you know, well, then they got to the big did again. They did get to the playoffs in twenty in the in yeah, that weird bubble yeah, but season. they were in twelfth place. Like they shouldn't. Yeah, been, I mean they shouldn't have. But they they did play a playoff series against Vegas. They they lost in five games, but yeah. they played a playoff series. They yeah. should have lost well, in four, but Corey Crawford is a god. So and and that, yeah. and that legitimately made that season f- far more enjoyable than this. Yeah. Year. You know? Well, I think too, yeah. we were all pent up. I mean, I, I can't speak for the two of you because I wasn't a part of the, the squad yet, but having hockey back after that COVID break was awesome. Oh no. Yeah. Like that, that's the, uh, thinking back now on that time, like the three months where you didn't have sports to watch, Ugh. like it's such a big part, you know, I'm sure of all of our lives. Like um, if, if I don't have anything going on and I'm just like hanging out at home for this evening, like, or any evening, I'm probably watching some sport. Like I'm not going to lie, when they beat Edmonton, there was a whole lot of drinking going on at my house. <laughs> yeah, like there was there and there like after they beat Edmonton, and you knew that they were facing Vegas. Like I remember, the thought was, well, I'm certainly not optimistic that they're going to beat <laughs> Vegas, but you know, no, <laughs> what the hell? Weird shit happens sometimes. Like even just that, you, but you don't even get that anymore. Like. Because because of how bad the season has been and how awful this the entire everything has been this year, like you don't even get that little like glimmer of hope about uh, sneaking in as the eighth seed and like so, yeah maybe weird shit happens. So let's check and that's that's so fun with us and that's why I've, this it, season is the got to be the least enjoyable that I can remember. You know the Bears, uh, Sox, and Cubs have all kind of had the same trajectory at different times where they all got the championship and then just kind of whatever. Um, but this more reminds me of when the Bulls got bad. Uh, which time? 
like like after they won, you know, a bunch after, of after, after the Jordan years. Yeah, like oh, we're we're in like I know they won six, not three, and they had two three peats, but it was kind of like oh, we're good every year, like no doubt. And then it was just kind of like I know Taves and Kane are still here, but it's like oh, like we stink. It's it's almost like uh. Oh, it's like uh, Taves and Kane turned into Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler. <laughs> oh my God, that was my era, bull. Yeah, Shout out well, Kirk Heinrich, yeah. seventh seventh overall pick, baby. Yeah, but um, there's Shay. Uh, Shay, you sound like you were going to say something. Sorry. No, yeah, I was just like the post the post Jordan years makes okay. sense. The, the Bulls yeah, that's a, yeah, that's I, and and it took you know God the Bulls were down for a long time before they came back up for air. Well, it's weird. Like the Hawks were the the hot because you think the Cubs didn't win till after the fifteen one, and now the Sox are getting good. Right now, they're good. So it's like the the Hawks were the team. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like they they ran the city for five years. Like they, they people were, who never liked hockey loved them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and I feel like they have. It's gonna. Be, I think they're testing the limits on this now. But they like they had an entire generation of people who grew up the way that I grew up and, and, uh, you might have as well like the bulls winning. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you were always at least hand, uh, someone interested in the bulls. Cause you knew you were going to get a parade in the summer and I mean, you know, the Hawks didn't have Michael Jordan, but they had two pretty good guys. But I mean, honestly, I remember like getting to my family would get together for bulls games <laughs> like yeah. in the living room. Like it was like a big deal. When was, awesome. the, when was the last time either one of you got together with, somebody else to watch a Blackhawks game. Um, and that, wasn't remember, my, that wasn't my dad. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll include your father here because I'm guessing maybe when you were like home for the holidays or, or, visiting yeah. or something, but like, I like, there's no reason to, anymore. I mean, like, the, the last one I remember is to bring its hat trick against Detroit. So that was, um, a few years ago, like my brother and I went out with one of our homies to the bar and just like watched it. And they happened to, you know, have a great game. That but, was like, the 2021 season, right? No, this is like, uh, maybe 18, 19. Okay. okay. Like this is a few years. This is pre COVID. Yeah. That's the thing. I just like, I think that's kind of indicative. There's just, it feels like there's just a general lack of buzz and excitement in general about the team. And, Man, I, I just I, I don't know when it's when it's gonna come back. And like it's it's weird to have this conversation because well, um if anybody who isn't a Blackhawks fan is listening or is not a Blackhawks fan and listen to this podcast, I'd be hey, I'd ask you I'd be why would you listen to us complain about our shitty team when maybe you cheer for a better team? But also I feel like every other anytime I've tried to complain to other SB Nation website writers about my team, they'll be like, Oh yeah, a Blackhawks fan, how sad for you because the Hawks did have there are three cups. Well, I know? think though there's some legitimacy in your complaint because forget the cups. As soon as they were done after 16, they were pretty good. 17, they won 50 games and got swept. They've been pretty shitty. Like it wasn't like the Penguins where they make the playoffs, but maybe they're not that good yeah. or Boston. It's like no, like they suck. It took. They're a, not good team to watch. It took a pandemic to get them in the playoffs. <laughs> like, and they had to beat the Oilers, who are a joke. Yeah. Also, all right. Uh, we can, uh, Shay, did you see what just happened in the Blackhawks game? Did your feed catch up to it? Yeah. They, they, because, they scored because, because here's, hold um, on. I'm about to watch it. Okay. Well, no, you're oh. probably seeing the replay at this point, but I just, I My remember, I, I see because I'm getting, it just, it just goes, it just like, he could have made a save. He could have made that save. I just, am I wrong? Lankanen could have made that save. I don't know what happened to Kevin Lankanen. But oh wait oh oh <laughs> oh! I feel like I'm fucking Tony Soprano. Here yeah, exactly. But I don't. I, just, I don't feel like it's ironic that the two defensemen who were on the ice for that play were on the ice for that play. Oh yeah, uh, still. You know what? Uh, they just showed some Coyotes fan clapping, and I'm sorry, but the rolled sleeves with the hockey jersey is a bad look. All right, I I we're gonna have there. There's such a long, long list of uh. Of of Mills Jersey rules, I would love to see. Well, them. you would get up to five hundred at least. No, but I'm just saying, if you're wearing a hockey jersey and you're rolling the sleeves above your elbow, just why? Just wear a t-shirt. Ah. 
I can't oh, get over that goal. Andrew That's Ladd. just a bad goal. All right, let, let's shout out Andrew Ladd who's on the ice for that goal. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, Andrew Ladd playing in his 1,000th career game tonight. Congratulations to Andrew Ladd who uh, he's very nice. I met him once. He's very cool. I I really enjoyed Andrew Ladd when he was in Chicago. Uh, I was really excited when they brought him back the second time. It didn't go as well as the first time, but uh, Andrew Ladd rules, and I'm glad he got up to a thousand games, even if it hasn't been yeah. uh, the 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 back several. Yeah, he won two cups. So enjoyable, but hey, yeah, he he got his he got his cups. He got um, yeah, he got one. His rookie year was with Carolina, right? He won. Yeah. But uh, going back, going back to the present day Hawks, the one player I, I wanted to talk about, I'm actually, I'm not glad it happened because it was a goal against, but uh, what Kevin Lincoln in like, I don't know, remember him being this scrambly last season. Mm. I don't, maybe it was just the, uh, um, you know, just the having something positive about last season and I ignored the faults, but uh, Kevin Lincoln's losing his net multiple times every game it feels like at this point and he just gave up a goal uh, as the result of another one and i i don't know what happened to kevin lakenden because he was a lot more fun last season but this season is just uh great they're just not don't don't kill me maybe having a mentor uh who is much better at the scrambly bits uh taught him the wrong lessons because Mark let's, let's, let's let's make sure one, <laughs> one thing very clear about Mark Andre Fleury. He's a very athletic goaltender and yeah. you know what, you know what the problem with very athletic goaltenders is, is that they're often out of possession and that's why they have to be yeah, very athletic. That's exactly so one, right. Like, one of the traits you would never call Corey Crawford was very athletic because no. Corey Crawford knew his fucking positioning better <laughs> yeah, than maybe Corey, any other goaltender. The reason yeah. Corey Crawford was so underrated is because he didn't have highlight real saves because he was in position to save most shots. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. You know, the only highlight real saves he made. Right. It's, it's the same thing with Lundqvist. Like he has all these highlight real saves because he's out of position, but he's so athletic right. he can get over and make the save. Same exact thing with Jonathan, Jonathan Quick, too. Like, Quick yeah. Quick made all these highlight reel saves because he was always out of position. I mean, for people are going to hate on me for this, but I don't care. That was all, most of Scott Darling's better games. <laughs> Dude was, like, you know, taller than Michael Jordan. Like, let's be honest. Um, people are going to hate on me for this. Dominic Hasek was like that, too. Oh, for sure. But, well, yeah. I mean, Dominic he was, like, he was, was the original one. Yeah, he was. He but was like the those guys, but the, 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 like the guys that could do that, you still they still have the sixth sense and always were able to somehow find their net. And when Flurry had like those series against the Flyers, when he got ran out of the building every night, it's it, like he would get caught swimming in his crease and all hell would break loose, and then there'd be a puck behind him in the net. And it's I feel like that kind of triggered all of that. But uh, some of the guy, and when he rediscovered his net, he was a very good goalie, as we saw for so much of this season. But um, I I don't know if Kevin Lincoln is trying to emulate Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, I I or like he watched too many highlight videos of him in the off season, or when he became teammates with him and said, "I can," excuse me, "I can do that," but uh, he cannot. Well, Kevin no. Lincoln also has the unfortunate job of playing cleanup right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's well between him and Delia, like they're just kind of wearing like it for the Connor rest Murphy of the season. Got injured, Fleury got traded, you but know? like. The team sucked last season too, and Kevin Lincoln was pretty good for at least for the first half of last season. Maybe this is just uh, the uh, the Crawford second season, the sophomore slump. It's like maybe just more of a an accurate, more accurate sample size producing the results of what Kevin Lincoln uh, really is, and maybe last season was the flash in the pan. I mean, like last season, like the uh, the goal saved above average metric that the Hockey Reference website uses. Like last season, he was a, a plus 1.9, which is fine. He's, you know, mildly above average. This season, he's at negative 16.9. And I believe that's one of the worst marks in the entire league. So, ooh. well, the, the other thing, too, to consider is like they had so much weird coaching change because he is like a Rockford guy who came up last year with Colleton and then it was like, all right, he's gone. Now we're playing this defense. And I feel like he knew Colleton's defense and he knew he had to be more positionally sound because they were all over the fucking place. I know it sounds weird, but it's like, you have to be mindful of what's playing in front of you. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I was as 
we were looking ahead to the future. We talk about whether or not, like what they're going to do in the goaltending situation next year, because I don't believe that they have an NHL goalie under contract for next season because they, mm. you know, Flurry's uh flurry obviously is gone and he was on an expiring deal anyway, but both Delia and or Delia and Lankanen are UFAs this summer. And Arvid Soderblom's probably staying down in Rockford. Uh, Drew Comesso's, I believe, staying at Boston, so he's even further away. Like, you ain't got a goalie next season. And if you bring back Lincoln and Delia, like, unless one of them two really pops off next season, uh, you're you're guaranteed to have a miserable team, regardless of who's uh, on the ice in front of them. So, I mean, I, I think mean, next, next when, when you're trying away. to rebuild, when you're trying to rebuild and maybe get Connor Bedard. That's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. Right, right. I, I, That's what but, I'm saying. I, yeah, but I mean, Shay, if they lose 50 games next year, how, how you how are you going to develop any players if your team sucks that bad? Like that's that's and and that's where like that's the gray area of the debate that we can ex- we'll have plenty of time to explore in the summer. But I just forget about developing players. How's my liver going to last if they lose 50 games? <laughs> well, there's, I mean, there's that. Too. You, you, you hope that, that like maybe they start the season. I know I, I, this is a weird thing to say. You hope but you hope they start the season on like a 20 game losing streak. And then like they go third, like if, if, if we just the had like life, a, and that's they, an improvement. They started this season losing 11 out of 12. If they go to 20 next year, I'm going to fucking quit. I, <laughs> I really think the Hawks are going to have this kind of like, did um, Alex mediocre. go on? Well, sorry. I, I don't want to spoil it for you. No, you're okay. I was just going to say, I think the Hawks will be mediocre next year. I don't think they'll be that bad because the, the biggest thing is we'll have to see what happens with the coaching. But mm-hmm. also, if they start the season without losing, you know, 12 fucking games or whatever it is, that puts you in a, at least a 500 position. Like, I know they had an eight-game losing streak after they traded Flurry and all that, and Connor Murphy got hurt. But think about it. Like, look how poorly they started the year. Colleton didn't have a record like that until that he got to start a full like 82 game season. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like th- this season was doomed from about Halloween uh, because of things on and off the ice. So it's, it's uh it's a complete wash. And, you know, I, next season, if you at least get like, God, you know, be 500 by Christmas, at least, you know, just give give us a reason to don't be out of it by Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Hey, we scored. That was not a good goal. That, that, no, that, that, was, seen it. that no, was not no. a good goal. That was no coyotes. That's that's so coyote. Who the hell is that? that, Alex, is, that Alex, is that Alex? Black? That's oh, my first goal. That first blonde chick goal. flexed yeah. in her jersey. That was definitely a Chinese knockoff. I I feel sorry for Vlasic then because that's not one you want to remember as your first. Well, did you did you see the one where Gula scored? He he banked it off the post in the back of whoever the fucking goalie was. Hey, it's a I almost said it's a line drive in the book. Like it's the whatever the hockey equivalent of that is. You know, it's a it's a one timer from the point through three players that finds sneaks in just under the bar. Nick Schmaltz watched that fucking goal go in. Um. You know what the funny thing about that was is, did did Kane get the tip? Uh, everybody on Twitter saying that's Alex Vlasic's goal, so I don't think so. I don't know Kane. Well, if anything, he distracted guys in the goal mouth. But geez, that was ugly. Yeah, it wasn't the prettiest goal I've ever seen. It, like once again, we know the Hawks are bad. It's not like the Coyotes are good either, though. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like they're not playing a good team. There's like maybe five thousand people there. Well, hey, next year that'll be full capacity. I, I'm going to go to a game there next year just so I can uh, experience an NHL game in that kind of room. Well, like yeah. that's that's a you, true plan for me. Just just go to a college hockey game; it'll be the same thing. Well, no, because like they might be playing a good team. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine seeing Connor McDavid, you know, play in that room. I don't want to go to a college hockey game. Why would I want to watch that? Well, I mean. <laughs> Go see Notre Dame play. Like, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. If you want to go watch Landon Slagger, the future of the Blackhawks. Maybe Dave, you and I can plan on that for a, we'll we'll do a, we'll do a on location (laughs) report. Yeah. By the way, uh, I, I put this question on Twitter and I want to bring this to you too. Every hockey player at every level ever who has had the name Campbell has been called Soupy. So Alex Vlasic's nickname has to be Pickles, right? I mean, that's what uh, Mark Edwards 
nickname is. I okay. I assumed. I, I, I wasn't in touch with the the Sharks fan base. I, I forgot to reach out beforehand. But yeah, it seems like. But yeah, uh, Ben Pope responded on Twitter, the Sun Times reporter, and said they're calling him Vlassy because, of course, they will because no one has a good original idea. Yeah, that. because we we we've so started bored. to trust NHL players to come up with their own nicknames, which is a bad idea. You know what? Like, I, I will. I, and I, like obviously, like hockey players aren't good at this either. In general, I feel like sports nicknames are just not good anymore. See, I, I feel I, like I try, we used to have really good ones, and it doesn't happen, and it's disappointing. Okay, I, here's the thing though: La Pantera is a fantastic nickname. Yeah, though. yeah. There, there's, there's. I feel like there was just there. There was a lot more. There was more f- frequently, more consistently good ones than there are now. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a music person, but like I try to give them cool nicknames. Like I would always refer to Hegel as 38 Special. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Th- I mean, there's there's a few that are still there, but and I, people are like, but like oh, I feel like, and it's like that's lame. Yeah. Or like pa- they called Artemi Panarin was the bread man. Like that's yeah, that's Pantera, so dude. Yeah, Pantera. I always loved that. That was awesome. Like the bread man is like. I don't know. It's just kind of lame. It's like the food thing. It's just not cool sounding. And also it's, I, I, to be fair, I live here, but it's, it's the St. Louis bread company. Maybe don't call them. Well, right. it's, yeah. it's, it's obviously not a concern of ours anymore. Unfortunately, sky points are Timmy Panarin's contract. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying like, you know, regardless of people's different music tastes, like Pantera is one of the, most well-known heavy bands ever. Like that's a cool, like sounding name. It just, just sounds cooler. I, I will die on this hill. There's no way that girl in mighty ducks that was talking to Charlie Conway knew who, who Pantera was. I refused. To you know what? Pantera. That's she the coolest. She did not listen to Pantera. Uh, no, There's no I way. That Absolutely not. Okay. I have something to say. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're a mighty ducks fan, here's an Easter egg. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one of the writers is a big Pantera fan. And the reason I say that is not because of the third movie, but in the second one, when it's the beginning and uh, Bombay goes to his house and he does the duck call and Charlie's studying or whatever, he has Proud to Be Loud on, which is a Pantera song before. It's pre-Cowboys from Hell, like when they were hair. So it's, so it's a deep cut is what you're telling me. Yeah. So like right. the, whoever wrote those movies loves Pantera. It's actually the guy who wrote them is in all three. And he's also in the wedding singer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I think after we adjourn tonight. Uh, oh, after the Hoss game, of course. I got to finish watching the Hoss game, but we'll watch. I'm gonna go watch one of the Mighty Ducks movies. Yeah. So the Mighty second Ducks. one, you'll hear he's studying. He's like tapping his pencil. Yep. He's got headphones, I, and you'll look proud. To I be know. Ex- I know exactly what scene you're talking he's about. He's got like a hawk. He has a Blackhawks hat hanging on his uh, thing. Does he really? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a okay. Hawks hat, yeah. like a North Stars, yeah. uh, which does not make sense. Yeah, we're we're gonna. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be on the agenda soon. So what are, hey, uh, what are we doing a Mighty Ducks episode? <laughs> <laughs> I may, maybe soon. Um, well, uh, the Hawks are up three to one, which is cool. Uh, but the Bulls, I haven't really been watching. They were up uh, double digits, and now it's down to single digits. So so that sucks. Oh, and now Sam Lafferty's fighting somebody. Also in the suck category, Eric Gustafson. <laughs> well. Remember when they signed him at the start of the season? And I, I think they signed him essentially because they needed a body because a bunch of guys were hurt. And I'm, I just remain completely, uh, just, uh, I don't even know the word for it. Like flabbergasted is the one that comes to mind. I uh, can't believe he's still here. I just, it's, and he's still playing games. Like I, yeah, I thought we were, I, I, I freaked out when they signed him and there, and, and y'all told me that he was a body who was only going to be temporary. Well, I did what, not say that. I am not a Gustafson guy. I was told that in our chat that by I no, I know LBR was one of look, them. Look, look, Betsy's not here to defend her. Don't drag her into this. But yeah, I uh, <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Betsy not being here, we should be spending more time talking about Dan. <laughs> we, we yeah, we absolutely should. Uh Betsy I think gives us grounded. This is like a fucking free for all. <laughs> I can't believe yeah, I actually I can't believe this didn't turn entirely into a wrestling conversation. But hey, no, I, Sam it would have been more optimistic. Me. It yeah, would well, not, it would have been nicer. Uh-huh. It would have been less well, sad. There's a new wrestling show where the three of us might go hang out at. That, that's our optimistic is, take for the night. That uh, the the June 26th show at the United. Center. We're going to go to the United Center, but we're not going to watch hockey. I want to say I lettered no. Hawks jerseys for work through 2018, and Gustafson. I feel like maybe I sold one, but I feel like he's one of the guys I never made. I've sold the work like you guys name it from that era. I've sold Jack the worst Skilly. players. No, no, I'm talking like uh, 20, oh, okay. oh, like 
2011 through 18, but I really didn't letter him until like 14. Because because I. I'm just saying that because I, I have a Jackson. Yeah, I know you have a story, I, which I, is ridiculous. I, I, I don't I don't want to talk about it. Uh hey, before we get out of here, uh any any food thoughts or food takes really quick? Uh here we go. I really have... really quick, Shay and Mill, I will get your opinion. Oh, okay, on this. I got one. I got a quick okay. one. Uh go if ahead, you man. enjoy if you enjoy baked potatoes, the best way to make them at home is to brine them in a salt brine and then bake them in like an oven where they can get like 360 degree cooking without foil and they taste amazing. They're crispy on the outside. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this podcast back so I can understand that that's, that's a lot. And I don't have a pen to write down all my notes. I'll send you the recipe. Okay, please do. Uh, I I had a really quick, just, I was going to ask the two of you, your favorite hostess uh, dessert or your favorite hostess product. Oh, hostess makes the cupcakes, ding dongs, Susie Q's, Twinkies, all that. Uh, Mill, go first. Orange cupcakes. Incorrect. Oh wait, wait. Or- orange cupcakes? What? When do they those? make? When do they make orange cupcakes? They Is always Halloween. You can get them all the time. Yeah. For real? I've seen them. I've seen them. Isn't that just a Halloween thing? No, no. That's that's uh, orange Oreos. Orange <sighs> orange cupcakes. They come in a two pack. Go to Speedway. All right, we're gonna have to talk about our cosmic brownies hostess. No, no, that's a little, that's a little Debbie. Debbie. Shay, what about you? What's your answer? Ho host. Look, because I well, I feel like uh, cupcakes and ding dongs and ho hos are basically all of the same thing. It is a chocolatey yes. bread it's, thing it's, with vanilla cream. Like, but I yes. swear to the hostess cupcakes are the best things in the world. Yeah, see, mine are hostess cupcakes. They're just orange. Um, I just uh, I'm not a big Twinkies guy. I think they're overrated. I, they changed the recipe like when they were like first canceled like five years ago. And yeah, got worse. But the thing is, like their chocolate is much better than their other stuff. It's just that the orange ones, um, I don't know, they're they're good. But any of the chocolate ones are great. I, and I will say for any of those hostess things, uh, like like room temperature, they're good. Something about putting them in the fridge makes them. I low key kind of fuck with ding dongs. <laughs> Didn't think I'd ever. I feel say like that I feel like ding like dongs and cupcakes are are pretty much identical, just presented. Yeah. The thing about the, so, go ahead. It's it's like uh, it's like Taco Bell, where it's like all the same ingredients. Yeah, just exactly. Different packaging. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what that's what uh, the the best of uh, and I eat, is. Yeah, they're they're still delicious though. The only thing about Taco Bell is you can order whatever you want and modify it to be something else, which is funny as hell. What's the Taco Bell thing they're bringing back? Was it the Mexican pizza? I yes. saw that they're bringing, yeah, they're bringing some. I saw like, oh, that's amazing. One of them clickbaity headlines of Taco Bell fans will welcome this item back. And I didn't, I, I could, I forgot to click on it. So, uh, but it looked like a Mexican pizza. So that, that's good to know. Um, because again, we are the best food themed hockey podcast on the internet. Uh, that, that's it for all my thoughts. Uh, Shay Mill, any, uh, any final words is before we get the hell out of here? I'll, I'll say this. I feel like if the Second City crew can all get together for like a, a summer party we would have the best food on the planet because we'd all be cooking up shit <laughs> or or we just argue with each other about what is the best food or or we get really drunk <laughs> well why not both well after this blackhawk season yeah i'm yeah. making i'm making marks for everybody. well I, i'm just telling i'm sorry save your liver mill you might need it for next season too and maybe the one after that, and then maybe well, once the, football we'll season starts, it's Sundays only. Yeah. <laughs> well. Oh. Well. No, it's good. It's good to have uh, everything in moderation, right? The Steelers take a lot out of me. <laughs> Shay, y'all have one super. Y'all have one Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, Mill. I don't. I don't. Any of your Steelers complaints, I can't be. Here oh no, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying there's a lot of drinking going on during the games. Is what no, I'm saying. Well. I mean, well, same with the Bears, and also yeah. You well, I'm I'm not arguing about that. I'm just saying when it's football season, I shift my focus to Sunday drinking because um, I don't want to overdo it throughout the rest of the week. See, that's 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 Smart. a veteran. That's a veteran talking right there. Smart. Well, well, you know what I'm one, saying? I mean, well, it is yeah. What one, it is. one day I grow up, Mill. I hope to be able to drink as well as as in uh, as intelligently as you do. Oh, we'll go out soon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me, me, you, and Zach Plesek, right? Um, I don't know if Zach will be available. I could probably get Ron. All right, that's, that'll work. He's in AZ right now. I can hit him up. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's wrap up this episode. Uh, 
of Musings on Madison. Uh, I, I don't know what the hell that was for the last hour, but I was entertained. Hopefully you were as well listening to it. Um, we're going to do a few more episodes, obviously, uh, at, as the season wraps up here. And then we'll get into our off-season mode. And I don't know what the hell that's going to look like, but we'll figure that out when we get there. Um, thank you again to you for listening to this episode. Thanks to Shay and Mill for hanging out this evening. Uh, Shay's on Twitter at Shepard Price. Mill's at Mill182. I'm at TMelt57. The main account is at 2ND City Hockey. And secondcityhockey.com is your place for all of our articles and recaps and previews. And then player reviews that are coming and uh, draft previews and, you know, all that other fun stuff we'll, we'll get into when the time comes. So uh, one final thank you for listening, and we will talk to you again next week.